I'm all about like law of attraction and manifestation. I am a firm believer in speaking things into existence. So it's very important that people speak positive things. If you go, oh, I'm fat or, you know, like, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Or just like, you know, negative things like, oh, I'm going to be single forever. You're speaking those things into existence. So why not use the energy and say, I'm going to get this. Big things are going to happen to me. This is Brittany. And I'm Kaylee. And you're listening to the Spicy Margaritas Podcast. Where the drinks are stiff, not the interviews. Each week, we discuss all things entertainment with some of your favorite personalities in the industry. To learn their stories and get an unfiltered look at life away from the camera. And why the margaritas? Because they're awesome. And helps keep our conversations a a little little on the spicy side. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Spicy Margaritas, and today we've got a special guest, Miss Mish Gao from Double Shot at Love. She was on the show with me competing with 18 other girls for the love of DJ Polly D and Vinny Guadagnino, and unfortunately, wah, 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 we both got sent home. But today's one of the first days I'm getting a chance to catch up with Mish since we uh, filmed our reunion show in New York and I'm excited to see where life's taken her yeah and this is a great interview Misha's so animated and I love her positivity it's hard not to laugh or smile when she's talking to you um I love her enthusiasm about life we talk about positivity um and just get to know her a little bit better outside the cameras she is incredibly infectious for sure that's the one thing I told you when we were preparing for her interview As I said, she has the best personality, so much energy, and it's hard to not smile or laugh when you're around her. Yeah, for me, it's easy to see why she got casted for a show like that, because she is the center of attention in a good way. Like, there's never downtime. She's so much fun. Like, it's a great feeling to be around her and to talk to her. It's kind of fun that you said that, because I thought about that before. I I went and kind of just on my own internally looked at each of the girls that were casted for the show and tried to put myself in the producer's shoes and be like, what was it that they saw in this girl? Because all the girls had such strong personalities, but they were so different from each other. And it's kind of fun because then when you put them all in the house together, that those dynamics of everyone's personalities was cool. And Mish, for sure, I teared up when she left the house because she was one of my favorite people there. Yeah, she just... She was like the loud, fun, positive girl, you know, except for the few times she got involved in some messes. But yeah, it was, th- the dynamic changed for sure when Mish left the double shot house. <laughs> I don't think her getting involved in those dynamics was her fault necessarily. But, you know. I'm excited for you guys to hear this interview, too, because <laughs> Mish is going to give us all a few pointers on maybe what to do and what not to do. When trying to date people in terms of maybe stalking their profiles, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It made me laugh, but I was like, dang, like, Mish can't be the only one. There's got to be a lot of people out there. They really check your stuff out before they agree to go on a date with you anymore. Yeah, I'm giving Mish the certified PI approval, like the stamp, like <laughs> she is the private investigator. I have a couple of friends like that, honestly, but in this day and age, you really can't tell. So the more information that guys put online, it's, I guess, free game. So true. Get it out there in the beginning and just get it over with because nobody wants to waste their time anymore. We're all busy. So if you're a weirdo, just like be honest. Let me find out now. What was it you always used to say? How can I stalk you if you don't tell me where you're going? <laughs> we used to joke about stalking people because I, I do it too. You. I look at people. <laughs> yeah. I'll find you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, lots of good stuff coming up in this interview. We're going to have more for you on that coming up next. Elephant Tequila came into the market in 2010, competing with more than 150 different tequila brands coming out every month. Owners Chris and Oni had a vision of using century-old methods to perfect and refine a taste so pure, so smooth, that you can sip it on the rocks. Headquartered in El Paso, Texas, Elephant is already a recognized brand throughout the city and restaurant industry. 
an ultra-premium, handcrafted product, Elefon is 100% Blue Weber Agave and is distilled in El Salito, Jalisco, Mexico. Their Blanco, Toasted Reposado, Aged Añejo, and Ultra-Aged Extra Añejo are perfect for any occasion. There is no better tequila for our spicy margaritas, and we look forward to drinking it each time we record. If you love tequila or margaritas, you've got to get a bottle of Elephant Tequila in your home. Check them out on Instagram at Elephant Tequila, E-L-A-F-A-N Tequila, or online at elephantequila.com. We need sombreros next season on the beach. I told her, I said, we'll do season two in, in Destin, where she lives. I said, let's get there sombreros and walk the beach and make our videos. <laughs> that sounds sombreros like a plan. Sombreros and bikinis. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Hey guys, we're back here at the Gatsby for yet another recipe with Jake, who is the owner here. And last time we talked about a classic margarita. Today, I'm excited because he's gonna show us a recipe for a spicy margarita, which I love and Kaylee hates. But she said she's gonna try it today. I will try it. And it's the name of our show, so how can we Exactly. She's got to earn her right to be on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Jake, tell us what you're going to put in it. All right. So this tequila is infused with hibiscus and then the rim is salted with the ginger, citrus and habanero sea salt. Habanero sea and salt. And then that sounds depending dangerous. on your preference, we can add cayenne pepper or not. So then it's then it's the, the regular ingredients of a regular margarita. So your tequila base, your Cointreau, your agave syrup and your lime juice just added the ginger, ginger, citrus, habanero, and the hibiscus. Habanero Woo. sounds really hot. Habanero <laughs> does sound really hot. Spicy! I'm excited. So I had pre-infused the tequila and the habanero just so that it had some time in the, in the process before you guys got here. There's the dried habanero, and that's what turns the tequila this lovely shade of pink. How long do you infuse that for? Uh, I did it for about 24 hours. You could do more, you could do less. Uh, if you were to use some high pressure system like a, like a whipped cream canister and some nitros, then it would, it would do a lot more infusion, would push that product into there a lot more. But a more natural process is just giving it overnight to, to sit in the juices. Here we're doing the orange flavored liqueur, the Cointreau. And then we're going to use, again, the agave syrup, just to add a little sweetness to go with that spice and make it a little more natural tasting. So that tequila, the original flavors are really brought out. Love that sound. Love that sound. Pouring it into the glass now. Again, that rich pur purple and pink color comes from that habanero mixture. And there is your spicy margarita. All right, so this is our tequila infused with hibiscus with uh, citrus, habanero, and ginger spices on the rim. And this is your spicy margarita. Who'd like to try it first? You know she's gonna make me try it first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I wanna see your reaction. So it's does so everybody listening to this podcast, and guess what? Hey guys, at least she looks fabulous drinking it. I mean, look at that hair, those nails, the <laughs> same colors that drink right now. That's true. Girl, anytime someone says, oh, you like pink? <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay, here you go. Maybe your face will turn pink after drinking this. <laughs> oh. Okay. 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 I probably would have had a much worse reaction if he had put the hot sauce in there. I, I, I bet that's true. When somebody says they like spicy, do you usually ask how spicy do yes, they like Yes, I it? ask how, same thing with like Buddy Mary in the morning. It's how spicy do you want it? Cause I can do whatever you want. See, I like, I got some salt in my teeth there. <laughs> I like the spice. Cause I was talking about how when you muddle the fruits and stuff mm -hmm. and then the spice just gives it a little kick. Yep. I see a pink drink and I want it to be fruity. That's just the way my <laughs> mind true. works. It is fruity so, though. It, it does have a very good flavor. Yeah, that's very delicious. Not what I was expecting. So once again, what are the ingredients in the spicy margarita? So regular tequila, hibiscus for the infusion, and then uh, your agave syrup, Cointreau, uh, lime juice, and that's it. Classic and basic like me. <laughs> is, it basic B? is it pronounced hibiscus? I 
I hope so. I don't know. I was like, I've been saying it wrong all these. There's so many words that I've never actually known if I'm pronouncing them right. So. I mean. Sure. I don't know. Lush, vibrant, <laughs> Today we are joined by Michelle Gao, who some of you might know as Mish from MTV's dating show Double Shot at Love. Misha is currently residing in Orange County, California, working in public relations for a live events company. We are excited to catch up with her to see how life has been since her TV debut. Welcome, Mish. Mish, it's been, gosh, how many months since we've seen each other last? When was New York? It's, well, New York was June because it was my birthday. So that was right. about seven because it was a year ago, just over a year it ago. It was a year whatever. ago that we were that we were filming. Yeah, exactly that we were filming. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know. Same. <laughs> How's life been since the show? Or is everything back to normal now? Or is it still pretty crazy? Yeah. So I think if you remember before the show, like everything changed for me. I had to like quit my job. I was moving out of one place that I was living in. So when I came back, it was not only like dealing with all the emotions, but like trying to pick myself back up. So like trying to figure out where to work, where to live and like all these things. And it was just, it was a lot, but there was a lot of growing pains for sure. But I'm in a much like happier and better place now than I was before I left for the show. Truthfully, 2020. Now you have the stability too, because you're not doing all those life changes at one time. Well, that too is also, and I think truthfully doing the show did give me a lot of like a thicker skin and it made me more sure of who I am. And it just made me mature a lot quicker, I think. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Are you are you from LA or have you moved around? Oh, yes. I am what they call an ABC, an American born Chinese. So I grew up <laughs> in Orange I've County. never heard that before. I was going to say, is that a term? <laughs> I think I said that to Vinny on the show and he was so confused. But yeah, yeah, that's a term. It's we're called ABC. So anyone American that's born Chinese, ABC. Um, so I grew up in Orange County. I grew up in like the Tustin Irvine area, went to school here, went to college in Kelsey Fullerton, which is also in Orange County. Um, so I grew up in Southern California. I mean, I traveled to China a lot growing up as a kid. So especially to visit family, my extended family over there. So I did do that every summer break since I was six through probably 14. I would spend my summer breaks in China all three months. So, you know, I have like the Orange County and China mixing me. So I was definitely raised out here. And so I think that also played a factor on the show that I think people wanted me to be a certain way, certain like, you know, um, almost like, if someone came at me to be attacking at them. And I'm just like, that's not how I was raised. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's unique for sure. You say that you think that people wanted you to be a certain way. What do you mean like a certain way? Yeah, so when the Angelina episode happened, everyone on social media, I got it from everyone was saying, why don't you just put her in her place? Why don't you just tell her to shut the F up? Or why don't you just blah, 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 blah. And you know, I think she knew I was the only person probably I don't think you would have given her that reaction either I think she knew I wouldn't give her that reaction and so I think that's why it happened the way it happened um I just the way I'm raised I just don't deal with public fights like that you know it's just I don't know like as a kid my parents would always say if you have an issue like deal with it like you communicate it you just don't go yelling at people even if they come at you and so <laughs> so I think that's where it comes into play. And I think like being in Orange County, which is it's kind of like a bubble, like that's just not what you do. We're not kind of like the East Coast where they're more upfront. And I do appreciate that about them. They're more upfront. They're more, um, you know, honest and open. And I think that experience made me be a little bit more open, but I'm definitely not someone who's going to be in your face, even if you are in my face. Well, we loved you on the show while <laughs> watching you. <laughs> I know I told Kaylee all about you. I was like, Misha's like a walking Google. Because <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't, we didn't have access to television, radio. We couldn't talk about public events. And so whenever we'd get bored, like in between scenes and stuff, then we would just ask Misha. And we're like, Misha, what's, what's going on? And she just flings stuff out. Like she, I'm like, I don't know how she did it. It was so great. Outside of the Angelina situation on the show, what, what was your overall experience with double shot was it positive 
I, I try to look at it positive. I'm an Enneagram type seven. As an Enneagram type seven, we look at things as the positive side. Um, I think it's crazy because when I was, when we were shooting this show and even right after waiting for it to air and the reunion, the whole time it was hard for me to watch and even seeing pictures come out from the show and anything and seeing comments because it was so close to home because it had happened so quickly. And even now, though, it feels like it's it, it has been a year and it feels like it's been so it, it feels like it was yesterday some days, you know, like I'll be in Beverly Hills. I'm like, that's where we were. Um, I look at it now and I, I, I see because we're all still tagged in like the clips of like the illuminations and everything. And. I don't even, I mean, I recognize the person I was, and as cliche as it sounds, I don't recognize that person. I know I'm a completely different person than the person that was on the show. So that's crazy. So I think now that I'm able to look back at it objectively, you know, with all this perspective, I did have a positive experience because of, you know, the people I met. I'm still great friends with like Zuli, Holly. I, you know, I still talk to Elle, I still talk to you. Um, and Overall, I, I did think Paul like great of Polly, uh, despite Vinny's and his fiascos. I mean, I appreciated getting to know him on the show, too. And truly, the producers and the people that worked on the show as well, I became friends with them as well. And it's just it just became an experience that I would not be where I'm at today. I would not be as strong as I am today. I would not be, you know, probably as independent as I am today had it not been for that show. I needed that show, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what experiences like that do. They test you and sometimes it's hard going through it. But then in hindsight, you're going to grow from it one way. You were actually one of the first girls in the house that I bonded with. I remember us sitting in your little two bedroom room before that became the smush room. <laughs> do you think like for you, like Brittany watching it back, like you felt, I don't know, like, do you recognize yourself in a way or what did you think? For me, like in terms of like growing and learning, um, I had spent so many of the last like three years, you know, or f whatever few years corporate being mother, all these crazy things like work mode. So going on the show, it was like, I got a break from all of that. And I almost didn't know what to do with it. And I had to transition because I'm not normally a partier. I'm always super serious. So it was actually good for me because it might've been a little more extreme on the partying side, but it got me to open up and say, like, okay, you know, you still got a lot of life in you, still have some fun. And it was a good experience for me to be able to do that for sure. Yeah, I know. It's crazy because I feel like when I say like, oh, I was on Double Shot at Love, people automatically assume like, oh, because it's Jersey Shore that I'm a certain type of way. And I get it. I can have fun. But they'll be like, oh, you're on like a Jersey Shore dating show. And I go, first of all, we didn't know who we were dating, <laughs> let alone those two guys. Me, oh, I show? think you and I were the only two that didn't know who Vinny was. <laughs> Ashley didn't either. Ashley, yeah, you, me, and Ashley. I don't know if you, you never met Ashley, did you? You, you did. Ash, yes, did you? yeah, Ashley yeah, went yeah. home. Yeah, Ashley was there for a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, thank you, because also I didn't have my contacts in the first episode. They caught me, like, squinting on my way in, and I'm like, thank you so much, MTV. What have I, <laughs> how should I pay you? <laughs> you know? Well, how did you even get involved and casted for the show? So my friend, who is also a sorority sister of mine, hashtag Alpha Chi Omega, Kelsey Fullerton, she um, actually, I think, was, I found out the show about her and how they were casting for it, and I just expressed interest and went through there. And so one of her um, colleagues gave me a phone call for the phone interview, phone screening, and then from there, I just did the regular casting process from there, but I heard about it through her. How did you hear about it, Brittany? Uh, Kaylee. Yeah, it's a fun story that we didn't, I, we don't tell many people, but um, casting reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, we're doing a dating show on MTV, um, dating a celebrity, we'd love for you to come. And I wrote back and said, I don't think my boyfriend would love if I went on a dating show, but... I have the perfect person that you need to meet. And I forwarded, like I connected him and Brittany and the rest is history. <laughs> Matchmaker in heaven. Well, it was super surreal for me to watch it and be like, what if I had been single and tried to get on this show? <laughs> Do you think you would pull out more hair than I did sitting in the hot tub drinking wine with all the drama? 
I don't know, listening to like your your take on it and how it was from your perspective and then like what I saw when I watched it. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm kind of a watcher. I'm kind of from the distance. So I think I wouldn't have been in a drama filled enough for them either. So I had a lot of fun on the show, but I there were moments that it, it was very obvious that I was the 30 year old in a room of 20 year olds. You know, it's just a difference of you know, and, and Misha's, Misha's in her 20s, so I wasn't supposed to be offensive. But it's that idea of, like, what was fun for me in my 20s has changed. So now that I'm becoming an adult. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand. No, but – and that's really honest of you, too, Kaylee, because I feel like a lot of people watching it were like, oh, I would have done this differently. And it's like, I'm like, it's so easy for you to say watching it because we're living in it. We yeah. don't know. We don't have anyone's feedback but ourselves. And then when you realize how much you guys did and was filmed that wasn't shown, so they kind of got to piece together their own storylines, like, then you're just like, well, no matter what I would have done, you, you still don't know how you would have been perceived because you didn't know what they were going to show. That's just reality TV for you. <laughs> we did have a yeah. lot of fun on the show, though. A lot of that, you know, got cut out. But there, we laughed so much. The boys were so funny. <laughs> Misha was... <laughs> yes. Misha and... and um, I can't think of his name. Mish and, yes, Mish and <laughs> Vinny were just going at it with all these like pop culture references and songs. It was so funny. Like I, I was in tears. At on the show, he and I, we had the cutest connection. I thought you guys and did have a really good connection for Thank sure. You. Yeah. Aww. Now, you know we're all about those good, relaxed vibes, so we're excited to have We Are CBD as a partner this season on Spicy Margaritas. If you haven't tried CBD products, well, they're amazing. Used for things like relaxation, pain relief, lowering anxiety, and so much more. We Are CBD has a variety of natural products, including gummies, hard candies, honey sticks, vapes, oils, you name it, even dog treats. I personally love the watermelon gummies and hard candies because they taste so good and they truly do help me relax. We Are CBD offers both retail and wholesale options and we'd love it if you check them out. We've even got a special deal for our listeners. Use code GETSPICY for 25% off your purchase at wearecbdstore.com. How has romance or dating been for you since the show? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Spill the beans. <laughs> I also, okay, first of all, uh, being on dating apps, I don't know about you, completely changed for me since the show. Because, first of all, I, didn't, I never used them religiously before. I don't think I've ever really, like, dated someone off of the apps. I met a couple people who have never dated them. But... People, especially when the show was airing, you had, we had to wait until our eliminations aired. And even then, so people started noticing who I was and that made me uncomfortable because I didn't want people to think like, oh, I want to date this girl from MTV. Like not that, th that they had to think that, but I just didn't want them to think that or like have preconceived judgments of me or be like, oh, she's on Bumble or like this app. Or so, the guy that comes up to you and he's like, I've been watching you for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I had that at bars. At bars, people get super drunk and be like, oh my gosh, I watched you. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And then they're like, no, like, let me date you in person. And it's like, this is awkward because a DM, I can decline. <laughs> but, but you're standing in front of me and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And they'll ask your number, like, can I get your number? And I'm like, you can get my Instagram. And they're like, oh, but can I get your number? You know? No. Send me a DM. I can ignore you better there. <laughs> And then they're in my DMs and I just never answer. And I'm sorry <laughs> if you're one of those. But <laughs> it's not personal. Um, but yeah, and then and then um, I kind of got banned from one of the apps. And I, I think because people thought I was a fake profile. Now I'm banned. But then I created a new one under a fake email. But it's linked to my real information. And now people haven't seemed to bother me as much about the whole MTV thing because it's been enough time. But um, basically, um, I'm, I'm not in a relationship. I am talking to a couple people. Um, but even then, so I, again, coming from the show, I know more than ever, like, what I want and what I'm willing to accept. And I know nobody's perfect in terms of dating. But um, 
I know my standards and I know the effort I'm willing to put into something. And so I don't know. There's, there's been a couple people that I've been hoping to work out, but if it doesn't, it's okay. Tell me a little bit about your screening process. Cause it sounds like you do a pretty thorough background check on these guys. Okay. So say I meet someone, I, I do reverse Google image search. So if I screenshot their picture, I'll reverse Google image search. If they have Instagram, I'll look at their Instagram, see if we have any mutual friends, look at their tagged photos, go thoroughly, go through like their, and, and this is thorough. If you're talking to a guy you need, and he doesn't have any photos of his ex up, you need to go through the comments of his most recent pictures and see when was, like, who's commenting and how frequently. And this is how you find out someone you're talking to is talking to other girls, too. Because if, if they posted a picture that was, like, 68 weeks ago and they have a comment that's, like, six weeks ago, then you go on her profile. And if it's public, you go to her most recent pictures and see if he's commenting on her picture. And that's how you get your heart broken. Because this is how I find out people I don't want to know. Are you all taking notes? We're getting a we're getting a lesson in private yep. investigation yep. here. Talk them on Venmo. Oh, you know, actually, that is brilliant because Venmo is always pulling up people that I know, sending each other money for who knows what. Like, I never thought okay. about that actually. I used to talk my ex that way to figure out like because uh, I knew he was hanging out with his ex, so I was like, I was like, that's convenient. You Venmoed her for food. <laughs> but um what is it like so yeah that and also my linkedin is on private which is bad if you're a boy that has recently talked to me because i probably stalked you on linkedin you probably got the notification that someone viewed your profile it was probably me um yeah i looked at linkedin to make sure they're a real person and that they have a real job so i feel like if a guy is trying to date you, he's either one, if you agree to go on a date with him, he's going to be super impressed because he apparently passed all the tests, right? Or he's going to be really scared. <laughs> or he didn't pass my test, but I'm willing to look past it because he's cute enough. <laughs> and, and life's all about taking chances. Yeah, when the love of your life lives in mom's basement and has been dating six girls for the last two weeks, I will look past it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Tell me, as an independent woman, by having your friends outside of a relationship that maybe you can, like, not all of your friends, but maybe, like, a couple of your close friends that you confide into about, like, maybe not just the bad, but, like, the good parts of the relationship, too. Like, you know, you know, you're so excited you come back from a date, you tell that person, and, you know, if, if a big fight happens, that's the person you tell as well. Yeah. Now, this man, boy, tried to tell me that because I do that with my friends, that I'm not independent. Is because that, you told them? Because I have because I have friends that I confide into about, you know, whatever dating situationships I have. That might partly be a previous insecurity. I, I think it really comes down to how much you're sharing and that communication between you and the person. Because I think a lot of things are okay to share as long as you're on the same page about that. But yeah, I don't think that makes you any less independent. And also, he's the one that goes to his best friend for everything and doesn't want to hang out with anybody else unless his best friend's there. So that's funny. my independence, but okay, I'll move on. You used to be a Disney princess back in the day. <laughs> yes, friends with is what they would say. But yeah, Mulan. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. I have nowhere to hide. Disney can't come for me now. Um, yeah, I was Mulan at Disneyland. That was really cool. I was supposed to be Mulan to Disney World is what I got hired as first, but things just didn't work out. I just couldn't make the big move to Florida. So I was very fortunate they offered California. How long did you do that for then, the princess? I would say um, I got the call at 17 and they can't officially hire you till you're 18. So I think from 18 to 19, maybe right before I turned 20, I was at Disneyland. Um, I think a lot of the girls get a big head and they think they're real life princesses um <laughs> you know i'm like girl you take out that wig you ain't cinderella in real life <laughs> no. but um i love the kids and i gotta do a lot of cool experiences i gotta I work with a sean yu who is the villain in the movie for one of their marathons i gotta work with a lee shang angelo that's my friend and he was my lee shang 
for a special event for Bob Iger. And that's where I met one of my best friends to this day. She played Pocahontas at Disney World. And she and I met because they sent her over here for the special event. And we've been best friends since. So Disney, kind of like Double Shot of Love, has brought me a lot of people that are really important to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I had so much fun at Disney. And I miss it to this day. And people ask me if I would go back. I just think I'm at a different place in my life that going back wouldn't feel right. Kaylee, if you could be a Disney princess, which one would you be? (laughs) You know, the one that always comes to mind is Ariel, even though I'm not a redhead. I want Ariel. I'm calling No, I I have pink in my hair. That's kind of. All right. So if you get Ariel, then I suppose I'll be Belle. I just don't know any of her songs. Oh, well, that's a good one. Belle's a good one. (laughs) Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) All right, Mish. So, all right. Things were crazy when we were filming the show. You're on camera, and then you're still living the, the limelight with social media and everything. Now that it's kind of backed off, what is a normal day look like for you? What is life like for Mish without the cameras? You know, I do work in Newport Beach. Um, so obviously, like, it's a normal job. I mean, they do give me flexibility. If I need to work remote, then I can't. But typically, I go into the office um, it's casual, so I'm usually wearing athleisure wear. <laughs> and then I'm going in, doing whatever I need to do. Um, I am the PR content manager uh, at the company. And so I'm meeting, usually meeting with my team or meeting with our partners, figuring out what content needs to go into certain decks or what press release needs to go out. Basically, I'm working a normal, real-ass adult job. It's kind of boring, but it's, it's really <laughs> It's really fun for me. Um, and then usually afterwards, um, I'll either go work out, go hang out with my friends. On a weekday, the typical thing to do is, you know, if I'm hanging out with my friends, it's maybe like go out for Taco Tuesday, go to the gym um, because I've been working on my fitness because spring break is coming up. Honestly, I think Double Shot at Love like kicked my butt a little bit. And I just wanted to like do a lot of the things that I haven't done. Um but yeah, I, I go to a lot of concerts. Um, I've recently been seeing a lot of my, like more of my favorite artists live. So I'll do that. That's been super fun with my friends. I'm trying to be, I really want to travel. So that's next up for me. I think I'm going to Tulum in May. Is this when this is airing? So I definitely want to travel more. I think a normal real day is just, I go through the, I go through the motions, you know? I wake up, I see what's going on. My roommates are coming. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just, I wake up, I'm normal. I just. <laughs> Do you find it easy to, to balance? I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. Like with social media, do you feel a pressure to constantly be posting on social media or are you comfortable just kind of living your life and then checking it in once in a while? That's a good question because I think before the show, I was never someone who like thought, oh, I have to post a certain post or I have to post like, um, you know, to keep keep my feed. I've never been like that. I've always been someone who posts in the moment. <clears throat> and I'm not someone who posts like a throwback picture. Like if, if I went to Greece two years ago, you're not going to see me post about it more than two years ago. You know, I'm, I'm that type of person. And so it's interesting because I still have that m- mentality versus I know there's other people who think like, oh, I need to post every single week, keep the followers. Okay, for me, this is going to be really honest. Every single time I post, I lose followers. This is going to be really real. It was depressing at first. You know, I deactivated my Instagram because I didn't want to see the numbers go down because I'm like, is that what my worth is? People don't think I'm valuable. But in hindsight, now I'm so comfortable. I'm, I mean, I'm still not confident on it. But I'm comfortable enough to know that as the number goes down, I don't care if I have two followers left or 20,000 anymore. It's just I'm going to post what I want to post, which is – why you've seen me come out a little bit more since the show. I had a really good conversation the other day about this regarding the likes. You know, when people are living for the likes, it's like the likes don't get you anything. They don't pay your bills. They don't really bring any happiness to your life. You know, we're always striving for that number. It's tough. Yeah, but that's why people people who pay for those numbers, like that, it's such a waste and it's a pointless game. They're going to leave you eventually. They're not even real. The number means nothing. Like, And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to be an influencer. I mean, have I had brands reach out asking me to do posts? Yeah. And I've said 
yes to a few. But I'm, that's not my goal. I'm not trying to make a business out of this. If anything, it'd be great to start a platform or something out of it. Um, but I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. And so that's why for me, it just I just feel like that's why I can't do it. And yeah, people will people who know me in real life, I think get more freaked out about the number. They go, whoa, you have so many comments, so many likes. And I go, I barely see it because every time I post, it's just a blur. And people will get offended that I don't see their comment, like people that know me. And I go, you have to understand, I don't see every single one now because it's just it just happens so quickly whenever I post. It's not, it's not, people need to know that social media is not personal. It's not. People get so offended over it if you don't post them or something. It's just it's not. When you're dating, do you think people saw the number? Or, I mean, did it make you hesitate when people asked for your Instagram? I... I think for me, it was more so having maybe ex-boyfriends trying to come back into the picture and trying to do this whole claim of, oh, I dated somebody famous and, and I just don't like the whole trying to come back into my life all of a sudden. You know, there's a reason I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah. But no, yeah, other you- than that, it, it was, I mean, you'd get a few people who I knew from the past that felt like they, they couldn't talk to me anymore. I said, nothing's changed. I'm still me. You know, like, yeah, did a show. That's all. Yeah. 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 I 100% agree. I think like people are afraid that we got big heads or something. And I'm just like, it's funny because I've gotten a lot of people who, because I got bullied a lot growing up. So I got a lot of people who like were rude and mean to me in high school coming out and being like super, super nice and friendly and trying to be friends. Peace out. No. Mm-mm. And I'm all, I'm all. College too. People who thought I was nothing in college, like all of a sudden coming out of the woodworks trying to be cool again and I'm like thanks I'll be nice to you but I'm not stupid <laughs> yeah you know on the flip side of that you said something a little bit ago about not trying to be an influencer but maybe getting a platform from this I think that's been one of my favorite things is the people who are engaging with us they, they care it's so cool people from the other side of the world are just I don't know what the word would be, but they're just so excited to like find some. Yes. And I, that's what melts my heart because I wouldn't have met these people and I haven't, you know, quote met them, but that's been my favorite thing with the social media since the show. That's my favorite part too. Like people will message me and like, I've talked to like people recently about like, you know, how like sometimes the music I share on my Instagram, um, they'll bond over it and they'll say like, oh, you know, like this is the song I want to play on my wedding one day too. And we just have great serious conversations and it's interesting too because people do get invested people I think they assume I'm dating certain people on my social media and then they'll start following that person and it's, it's been interesting to see because the the people that I've actually been talking to I've never posted so but I, I, I you know the day that it happens I'm glad to know that they're, they're very invested in figuring out who it is no it's gonna be one of those like babe I'm going to post a picture of you and I'm going to tag you. Are you ready for what's about to happen? (laughs) You're going to hover over my face and it's going to be like, you wish. (laughs) Make a fake one. Yeah, that's so good. You know, another story that you shared with me when we were having girl talk in the house was about your brother. Your brother has autism and it sounds like you've kind of, I don't know if you want to say raised him or really been a big part of taking care of him, but do you care to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was a 14, Vincent was born. That's my brother, Vincent. Have a B tattoo for him, you know? I can't remember. But yeah, so Vincent, he's, we've always had that age difference, 14 years apart. And so since he was a baby, we've always been, have a really strong connection, like attached, if that makes sense. And so my parents, you know, they're very traditional Chinese. They never really understood how to take care of someone with special needs. And so not to say that I did, but a lot of the responsibility naturally came onto me. And so it just grew from there. And he's one of my best friends. I used to see his disability as kind of like a depressing thing, like, oh, that sucks for him. But Honestly, I look back at it now and I'm like, it's one of the greatest blessings because he will always have an innocent and pure heart. He loves music. He loves swimming. He is basically a mini me. He's also very sassy. And I think he gets a sense of humor from me too. Uh, But yeah, I love him. 
uh, we're trying to teach him how to speak right now. And it's crazy because he is, you know, the people that work with him on his therapy, like his speech, his uh, fine motor skills, you can see the people that work with him care a lot about him too. You can see because like even his teachers will get teary eyed talking about him. Because you said he ha- he has non- non-verbal autism. Is that what it's called? Yeah, non-verbal autism. Um, so he doesn't speak fluently. I mean, he can say some words like no or more, like ma. Um, and he'll use like sign language and he'll create his own language too sometimes thinking that we'll understand. Like he'll point to his head and be like, this is hotel. I'm like, that's not what that means, but okay. What advice do you have for others? Like when working with kids or families or people with autism? You know, I would say be understanding because one of the rudest things ever is that if he's having a tantrum in public is that people stare and it's all ages. Like if you're, and if your kid, if someone's kid says, why is that weird kid holding a toothbrush? Don't just brush it off and be like, I don't know. Like be that, let that be a teaching moment. You know, there's a few parents all over here and say like, oh, you know, you know, some kids, you know, are a little bit special and they, you know, they like to hold different things or like to have different toys. That's fine. That's an appropriate answer. Don't just be like, oh, I don't know. And just let your kid just stare at my brother, you know, in public. That's rude. And what are you teaching your kids? And we can hear you. So then what are you teaching them about speaking about other people when they're right there? It's like you don't need to know a lot about autism, but just be respectful and just be mindful. And kids will ask questions. So I, I do think it's kind of falls on the parent then to explain, you know, in the best terms you can, but you don't need to make it an awkward moment. Yeah, Exactly. I want to circle and bring it back to the music. You seem to have a passion for that. How did that all start for you? I think my first concert and first year going to music festivals was 2016. Um, That was like my first Coachella, first a lot of things. And for me, I think some people journal and I do journal sometimes. Um, But the way music gets my emotions, music is my therapy. It's just weird the way certain songs, certain artists, I love lyrics more than anything. Um, it wasn't until I dated a music producer that I started respecting the instrumentals and producing of music, but more so it's been like the lyrics. And so when artists are able to be vulnerable with their artwork and I'm relating to it, like Ariana Grande, yeah, people can say she's small, she's whatever, she's like, she looks like she's 12, but her songs are so vulnerable and relatable at the end of the day for me. And Chelsea Cutler is another one. And it's been super cool because I got to meet a couple of the artists. So like I met Halsey, I met Chelsea. Um, and meeting them is, is just so cool as well because you see like what real humans they are. They're just real ass people like you and me, you know? So that's where it started. I think I eventually want to learn music production I think it just took me really recently to realize that that that's probably something I want to go into Um, because whenever I find an artist or a song that I like, I usually tag them or reach out to them on Instagram. And there's been a couple that if I tag them, they like followed me or reached out to me. And I think that'd be really cool to just like start learning a skill and even reaching out to them to see like, hey, maybe that could be a potential hobby or a potential future career. Who knows? I think I have a personality for music production. (laughs) So do you have any festivals that you're headed to this year you're excited for? Anything new on the horizon? I'm going to be on Wonderland in March. I'm going to see Chelsea Cutler in San Francisco the day before. Um, I'm debating on seeing Coachella. There are a couple friends that are going weekend one, so I'm debating on going. Um, Again, I want to travel to Tulum in May. So trying to factor in traveling and music festivals. Um, but yeah, I think that's into, so going to be saving until then and maybe a couple others. Definitely want to do a little bit of traveling in June, maybe for my birthday month. But yeah, and then I'm going to go see Halsey on her tour in August. I already bought my tickets for those. So that's what I have coming up next. <laughs> so you know what time it is right now. It's spicy time. So we have a fun little game for you, Mish. Um, and it is essentially kind of like catchphrase in a way, but the slang version. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the literal definition. Okay. And you're going to tell me what the word is that I'm referring to. Okay. Something you spill, share, or exchange, 
Often tea. gossip. <laughs> See, she already knows. Like, what's the tea, sis? <laughs> Anything considered mainstream. Oh, like high key? Like pumpkin spice latte. Basic. <laughs> <laughs> Something considered over the top or trying too hard. Extra. Someone who is obnoxious, rude, or trashy. Oh, there's a lot of words I feel like for that. Obnoxious, <laughs> rude, or trashy. Uh, ratchet? Okay. Ding, ding, like, ding. Oh, ding. Ratchet. <laughs> I need like a bell. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get one of those. <laughs> okay. To be shaken up by something surprised or startled. I <laughs> <the> car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone acting upset with you over something minor. This is this always happens to me. <laughs> they always are upset with me. Um, even if it's something minor, acting upset with me if it's something minor. Like I can't with you. <laughs> Salty. Salty. Okay. <laughs> to stand, be active, and kept up the latest, as in politics, means to be knowledgeable, sympathetic, and aware. I told us to be woke. Stay woke. Yes. yes. Stay woke. <laughs> she tried so hard to explain that to me, and I'm like, I don't get it. In like, in a, to put it in a sentence, I don't, like, don't know how awake. to use it. Like, I'm awake and full of knowledge. Asking someone to show evidence or proof. Oh, show me the receipts. Yeah, I knew you'd be good at this. <laughs> a subtle way to disrespect someone, and sometimes it can be thrown. Oh, shade. Yeah, all tea, all shade. No <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A sexually suggestive way. I can't even say it. A sexually suggestive way of dancing. <laughs> twerking. <laughs> Just whistle while you twerk. The booty, girl. booty, booty, booty. <laughs> The girls tried to get me to twerk on the show. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Maria. Somebody like bent me over and they're like, girl, you got the ass for it. I'm like, I am not. Oh gosh, I could not do that on TV. My daughter would kill me. To cut off all communication with someone that you are no longer interested in. Ghosting. I've done it. It sucks. Don't do it. Because <laughs> what goes around comes around is karma. Opposite of fear, being content to stay in and quote, watch Netflix. Chill. No, it's Jomo. Like instead I've of FOMO. Yeah, I oh. thought it was funny. So FOMO's fear of missing out, and um, Jomo is joy of missing out. Yeah, joy of missing out. <laughs> oh, I love um. that one. <laughs> okay, well that would never that would never be an Enneagram Seven because you would never <laughs> exactly. get joy out of missing out. Yes. What's your Enneagrams? <laughs> I'm a nine. Oh, Brittany, what are you? I haven't done it yet. We you just talked about it on, I know, we talked about it on another interview. I gotta, she needs to take the test. Selena Gomez referenced it in her interview too. I don't know if she is though, but yes. I'm a seven wing six, if that means anything to you. Oh, I'm a nine wing eight. My eight stands out quite a bit when I get a little worked up. Mm -hmm. Y'all tell me you can't, tell me I can't, just tell me. <laughs> yeah, or tell me I'm wrong about something I know I'm right about. <laughs> God, Brady, take the test. I know. Well, I would do it right now, but it, it probably takes longer than a few minutes, huh? Nah, do it later. Yeah. <laughs> I need you guys to hold for audio <laughs> while I take this test. <laughs> Pause. You're all going to have to listen to the next episode to find out what Brittany's number is. All right, everybody, just go grab a margarita. I'll be right back. <laughs> Give us a quick synopsis of like your feelings on manifestation, the law of attraction, because I'm really big into that too, and I love it. And so I kind of want to hear your philosophy and how it's impacted your life. So I feel like a lot of people like have noticed like on my profile, especially like, on my Instagram stories, I'm all about like law of attraction and manifestation. I am a firm believer in speaking things into existence. So it's very important that people speak positive things. If you go, oh, I'm fat or you know, like, oh, that's never gonna happen to me. Or just like, you know, negative things, like, oh, I'm gonna be single forever. You're speaking those things into existence. So why not use the energy and say, I'm going to get this. Big things are gonna happen to me. I had a mood board. I watched this YouTuber, Amber Scholl. She made one and she talked about how 
looking back at it, all, most of the things came true. I did it before Double Shot of Love even came about. I wanted to travel to somewhere tropical, wanted to all these, all these things work in a marketing position. And truthfully, by looking at it every day and envisioning it, a lot of those things has happened. I think doing an opportunity such as Double Shot of Love was on the mood board and that also happened. And so it's just more and more things happen for me. I mean, at Ariana Grande's concert, before I even went, I saw her mom had tweeted and I go, what happens if I would run into her mom at the concert? Her mom came up to me at the venue. I cannot even make that up. I cannot. I didn't go up to her, she came up to me. And it's just crazy, like the things that happened to me, people, my closest friends tell me, they go, anytime you go somewhere, we have no doubt something big or crazy is gonna happen for you because that's just the mentality, you know? It's the energy. It's you put out, yeah, you're, you're vibrating at that higher energy and stuff is happening to you because it, it's drawn to you just because that's your normal energy, yeah. Same thing with like dating and people, if anyone listening is like, you know, dating still, you are what you attract, so you are what you put out there. And so, you know, if you're putting out, like if you're someone who's really healthy and positive and out there, hopefully, I mean, you're gonna attract to all kinds when you're a positive light. You're gonna attract the bad ones, the fake ones, and the good ones. It's just your job to use your energy and channel which one's the right one. All right, Mish, well, if, if people wanna follow you, what's the best way, An email or social media? How, how can people contact you? Yep. Instagram, it is at Mishgao, M-I-S-H-G-A-O. I think I read every DM. I try to respond to every DM. Um, if you respond to my story, I definitely will try to respond back. My Twitter is also at Mishgao. I'm not on it as much, but definitely on there for the funny content. And yeah, LinkedIn. <laughs> but she's private. She's private on LinkedIn. I'm going to make a you, fake account and start stalking you through my LinkedIn. I'll say thank you. And Venmo, if you like to send me money, <laughs> you can look me up on Venmo. I like cash prizes. It's fine. Cash prizes. I'm <laughs> no numbers too big or too small. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening today, guys, to another episode of Spicy Margaritas. I hope you enjoyed that interview with wonderful niche and as always we know that there are thousands of different podcasts out there that you can be listening to but you chose to be here with us and we are thrilled so thank you and if you enjoyed today's interview and look forward to more feel free to subscribe to the interview or to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and go ahead and give us a five-star rating so we can reach more fantastic people just like you and if you want to reach out and interact with us, give us some feedback, ask a question, we would love to hear from you. Um, give us a follow. We're on Instagram at Spicy Margaritas Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at Spicy Margaritas Podcast. Um, and if you have a question specifically for either one of us, um, we are both on all social media platforms. You can find Brittany at Brittany Therese. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-A-Y Therese. And I am at M-I-S-S-C-A-L-I Marie, Miss Kaylee Marie. Um, or you can shoot us an email at spicymargaritasofficial at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, stay, stay spicy. spicy. <laughs> <laughs>